future of the Negro in this country is precisely as bright or as dark as the future of the country. This is why Frederick Douglass could say that emancipation for the Negro was freedom to hunger, freedom to the winds and rains of heaven, freedom without roots to cover their heads. And this type of thinking also will bring an end to the brutality inflicted upon black people by white people. It is the only thing that will bring an end to it. My voice, your voice, our voices amplified. Welcome one and all to the Minority Report Radio, aka TMR Radio, the place where we talk about all things that affect the black community from apathy to zeal. And this is Facts Over Feelings, the show all about creating dialogue around specific topics in the black community, expressing our opinions, experiences, with a few facts thrown in for good measure. I'm your host, Cam. And I'm Alex, and we'll be right back with today's topics after this.
close until the end of time Even if the sky was falling down Even if my to have a friend i mean this is i had this conversation earlier today in the other podcast where i was talking to the guy about uh to feel list rather than to-do list Mm -hmm. the big mistake people make in dating is that they're on this to-do like Mm -hmm. i want to find a boyfriend or i want to move in with somebody i want to get a dog with somebody and then you meet somebody and you're like i'm going to make you my my dog co-parent and then i don't even know you yet and so i'm like blindly bypassing the fact that i'm not enjoying our experience together i'm not even invested in your enjoyment because instead it's the to-do so Mm -hmm. that to feel is like just like literally how do i want to feel when i'm around somebody and if i don't feel that way i'm not going to be around you anymore and it becomes that simple and i was like what do you want to feel when you're with somebody he's like I want to feel respect. I want to feel comfort. I want to feel love. And I was like, what the fuck? These are huge words, right? So the problem with going to regular people is that we're not given education in this area. We're not given language or tools Mm -hmm. to dissect this area. So a lot of people have very vague, very bad, very anecdotal advice. Um, I'm going to let you introduce it and all that other stuff. But I I just got to say, I'm glad that you brought that clip because it actually goes ties into you know what I want to talk about today. Uh, we'll get to that later, but it's just it's just I've been doing a lot of I've been doing a lot of thinking here lately, and it's just like you know I, I've been really thinking about this concept of a utopia and 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 the perfect mate. You know what I mean? And you know it's been really bothering me because we're all looking for that perfect scenario, and the realization of it all being that it just simply doesn't exist. The only thing that does exist is what's perfect for you specifically. You see what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. whole, I, the whole concept of I, the, the, the whole idealistic view of a relationship is just simply unattainable. And I'm glad that this, this is a clip that we're leading off with. So yeah, go ahead, man. No, that was a, that was a clip from uh, The Roommates uh, YouTube channel. If you haven't seen my boys over there, go and check them out. Really great content. I think of most of the people in the manosphere, um, I, I'd have to say they're actually pretty balanced. Uh, they have a robust uh, set of guests that they bring on for different viewpoints. And that woman that was talking, her YouTube channel is Shan Bodie or Booty. <laughs> <laughs> spelled b-o-o-d-y <laughs> but no shannon uh shannon is a accomplished uh sex therapist uh relationship expert she speaks uh to a lot of different audiences uh, about relationships and you know sexual advice and all that good stuff um but she was spot on in my opinion um when we talk about relationships i mean granted we're not we're not talking about folks like Shannon, who are, you know, educated in this, we're talking about just lay people, right? When, when 
people typically talk about this in their circles. Um, it's a lot of support, I want to say, for foolery. And by foolery, I don't want anybody getting offended. I don't mean you're fool, a fool, but foolery in the sense that the perfect man does not exist. The perfect woman does not exist. You need to come to terms with that fact. And I think as uh, young daters, again, this goes back to what I've said in the previous episode about Disney in particular, um, the Disney fantasy, the you know, happily ever after. There's a perfect man for you, sweetheart. Listen, man, nobody is perfect, man, at the end of the goddamn day. And, um, you know, everybody, and I know this is going to be a, a curse word to a lot of people out there, settle, right? Um, oh, you are trying to open up Pandora's box. Broski, like, that. I've heard so many women in particular, men too, but women hate that word, okay? Well, okay, okay, settle? So, so, okay, wait, 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 wait. So since we're there, since we're there, let's talk about it. Settling. Let, 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 just, just, just for a minute, indulge me. Indulge me, just for a minute, right? When you talk about settle, is it really settling? Can you really even call it that? If your expectations were fantastical to begin with, uh honestly to say, to say to say coming back down to reality is equating to is it, it, to say to bring a person back down to reality to deal with what's actually in front of them is equal to settling i don't i don't think that those two actually match up it's actually like you were saying last year a, a, a shattering of the veil you were your head was up in the crowd your head was up in the clouds now you're grounded now you see what you see the world how it really is. I don't think that's that's really settling, because in see, a lot of women, not all, not all, not all, their expectations are way out there. They want they want the devil, but it's not. But it's not just women. That's what I'm trying. Like yes, you are one hundred percent. Yeah, correct. not just women. Not just women. You are one hundred percent correct. But I think honestly, I think men almost have to live in a grounded sort of reality. Why? Because for the world is exceptionally cold for men. And and by cold, I mean a lot of women believe that all men's needs are met. They're, you know, uh they have the upper hand when it comes to society. You have to understand the uh the focus fallacy is a thing, dude. Like the men that you are talking about as a woman are the men that you are particularly interested in, right? So you focus on that small percentage and yes, they might be doing wonderful right? Career might be on point. Looks might be great. They might have the upper hand when it comes to dating. But the other 85% or so men are invisible to you, right? It's uh, It goes back to what I was talking to my uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law about, about how, you know, I worry for my son. It's not, it's, and it goes back to what I was talking about last video or last uh, episode. The first point that a boy starts to become a man, one of the first lessons he learns is nobody's coming to save him, bro. He's on his own. At the end of the day, you are on your own. Mm -hmm. Like, do we even talk about male homelessness? I mean, we barely talk about veteran homelessness for fuck's sake, right? Because it's an ugly truth that nobody wants to face. And that's my point. Because that that would challenge, that would challenge everybody's so-called patriotism because no one actually gives a fuck. But it's not even just that portion. I'm just talking about men in general, right? Because 
don't get it twisted. There are women homeless, homeless women. But, well, that's another topic that I'll bring up later. But the whole thing is we don't truly, as a society, give a fuck about men. You will get as far as you will get, and that's the end of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your decisions and the consequences thereof are all on you, pimp. If you if it goes awry, sorry. Well, tough nuggies, move on. Because the world does not owe anyone, men or women, understanding, right? We don't talk about the ugly truths because the truth is most people don't give a fuck. Well, I, I think, and see, I, I, as always, I agree with you to a certain point because I think that nobody wants to face the ugly truth because that would require them to actually look at their biases. You see what I'm saying? Like if if it would it would literally uh, uh, force you to confront the things that you say versus the things that you do. If you really are this philanthropic type of person, right? And you are all about you know, everybody go along to get along and everybody, there's enough for everybody. And, you know, you're all about this big love and this, that, and the third, not without responsibility. Cause you know, you can't just give your money to everybody. Right. Is, you know, you'll go broke that way. Yep. But if you're really all about that stuff, like whenever you can, and you know, you can, cause you have it, you would give money to quote unquote homeless. But the sad reality is most people don't. But that's the point. We're not even getting on the homeless portion. The, the, the point is, is that the world itself, the men have to create their quote unquote value. And I hate to fucking use that because that's a term that Roland Tomasi has used ad nauseum, right? And But it is an unflattering fact. A man does not come into the world as, oh, he's just gonna be successful by just existing. No, that's not a thing for men men have to prove their worth it's like it's like gladiator bro like you have to go into the arena period as a man and fight tooth and nail to get what you want whereas women can also go into the arena now let's not get it twisted i'm not saying women cannot do this as well women are doing it you understand women are Mm -hmm. going for you know getting their education trying to start businesses doing what they need to do but the point is when push comes to shove, and let's say they do fuck up, let's say they chose the wrong career field, at the end of the day, technically they don't have to. Well, I mean, it's like you said, it's like you said, like the world doesn't owe anyone, man or woman, understanding, but there's a B clause as as with there is alone, uh, with a lot of this stuff. It's more often afforded to women than it is to men. Yes, yes, but that wasn't society my point. Tends, that, I, I'm, I'm, sure I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Like society, society tends to look at a woman's situation if she falls on hard times and be more sympathetic to you know whatever her plight is at the moment. True, true, right? And and yes, that is 100 factual. But what I meant was, is a woman can choose any dude. She listen if she hits hard times, right? Let's say she she she's on the verge of being homeless. She could, there is a dude out there, there's a simp waiting in the winds, right? That would pick up that slack. You understand? All she would have to do is con the man. And women could do that. Not saying that they do, not saying it's the correct thing to do. I'm saying that's an option. Is that an option for men to be covered by a woman? And by covered, I mean 
uh, bills paid, uh, taking care of food, all good. Shelter. Hell well, no. I mean, when that, we touched on it. I, I, we touched on it in a conversation before. It's not a respectable option, but there are, there are some who take that option and abuse it. I agree, but what I'm saying is, is that an option at all for men? Very fucking few men have that option. And by very few, I mean like we're talking tiny percentage of dudes that can finesse and get that type of treatment. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whereas almost any woman can get that. And I say almost with a grain of salt because technically I'd give it about 85, 30% of women can get away with that. The very small percentage that couldn't are either uh, women who... don't 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 crucify me but we're just talking based on attraction uh uh handicapped women uh women who are uh 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 disabled in some way like that's a small percentage of the population you understand most women could get away with getting a dude to pay their bills easily even unattractive look wise could find a dude who'd be willing willing you understand so that's never an option for a dude. A, a man is literally out here by himself. I don't know if I can stress that enough. By himself. There is no net. Like, think you're on a tightrope, bro. There's no net. You fall, you're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. Whereas women have that net. Period. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that should be an option for women. But, come on, man. Like, we got to be realistic. So at the end of the day, we're talking about perfection in a mate, right? I think the, the main issue that women are having in finding a mate is that they are looking for that perfection. And it's not just women. Men are too. Man, I've talked to so many dudes that are like, oh, she got to be like thick. She got to have uh, long hair, uh, no weave. I want her naturally beautiful with well, no let me makeup. Ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's, 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 let's get it personal. I'm probably going to get you in trouble with this question, but let's get it first. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, go ahead, man. When you picture your ideal woman, right? What, how, how did you describe her? Oh, you're asking me if Ashley was my first pick? No, no, no. I, I'm saying like, because I just... Oh, Lord, I am not trying to get you in trouble. Nah, man, it's cool. We've talked. <laughs> Listen, me and my wife are open, dude. We've, we talk regularly. Okay, okay. Regularly. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to look it out. I'm just trying to look at it. It's all good, man. Look, look at that. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking, like, uh, what attributes did you were you looking for initially? 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 And then what attributes did Ashley bring that, A, um, made you see that there was something that you wanted that you didn't think of, and then, B, did or did not mean okay so if we're talking aesthetically my wife is not mm, my necessarily like what i pictured that's not to say that she's not amazing right i love my wife very much she's the mother of my children and i am proud to walk through this life with her i just want to preface preface that but we've uh-huh. talked about but we've well, we've talked about this, and I know it's Valentine's Day too. Oh, wait! <laughs> but uh, me and Ashley have actually talked about this. I wasn't Ashley's typical choice either. Ashley, mm-hmm. me and Ashley, 
this is this is where I knew like it was funny because when we talked about it, Ashley's ideal person was a little bit taller than me. He didn't have to be six foot, but I'm five five. You understand? Ashley's five five. So when she wears heels, yes, she's taller than me. I give zero fucks. <laughs> but she had an issue with it at first. So her ideal mate wasn't my height. He was taller, right? And on top of that, she typically goes for darker skinned men. Now I'm not high yellow. I'm caramel complected but she typically goes for the chocolate brothers you understand <laughs> the, 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 the the idris elbows and shit the fucking morris morris chestnuts anyway so that was that was off script for her right and for uh -huh. me i go the other end of the spectrum my i'm more attracted to lighter skinned women not saying that i don't like black women i've dated all shades you understand i'm I, i've dated all women <laughs> but I typically go for the lighter shades, and I think that primarily has to do with my because my mother's lighter shade. Mom, if you're listening, don't be weird next time I talk to you. But <laughs> but it's because like that's what I'm used to being around is lighter skinned women. So I I right, right. you know I resonate. It makes with sense. That. It makes sense. But um, no, like and shorter. I go for shorter women. So I'm five five. Most of the women I dated were either like five three, five two. They weren't my height. In other words, right? So I typically go for shorter women. So we both went outside of our wheelhouse when we found each other. But the things that put it over the top for me, I can't speak for Ashley, because I won't put words in her mouth. <laughs> but the thing that put it on top for me was the intangibles, right? Mm -hmm. I saw that she would be a good mother. Um, she she let me be who I am. I mean, shit, dude, like, you know, personally, dude, I'm a gamer, right? I, I work in IT. I game. I'm a nerd, man. You understand? And I'm a proud, proud nerd. Okay. The fact that my wife is cool with me nerding out for most of the damn day and playing video games. I know a lot of women that be like, fuck that. You can't be playing video games all goddamn day. <laughs> you understand? But Ashley leaves me room to just be me, bro. And she's cool with that. She's like, no, that's her thing. That's her hobby. I'm not taking that from you. That's how you decompress and relax. Right. We've had that talk before. But when she wants her time, she wants her time. And I block out that time. I'm like, yo, I'm with the missus, bro. We were either watching a movie, going, doing something like that's her time. You understand? But it was those type of things that she proved to me. Again, peace, bro. And I don't understand why a lot of women I talk to can't understand why a dude would forego his entire list. bro. I would go, fuck all that. I would forego all that bullshit just for peace, just getting along. Me and Ashley, dude, I think we, we've, argued, we've been married 14 years. I think on one hand, we've argued like maybe two, three times. Like, I mean, like a real argument. And I hate to say we're perfect. Fuck no. But at the same damn time, it's like, it's not really that serious to be arguing. And most of those arguments happened early in our marriage. And then guess what they were over? The same typical shit that everybody argues over. Finances. <laughs> same typical shit it wasn't nothing grind making it was just damn why you spend that money i needed that money god damn it now we gotta go for a little bit mm, i gotta wait for that to check <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it wasn't anything like you know relationship ending in my opinion you know what i mean yeah. so i mean it is what it is i think her mindset is what got me the most and see and and that that plays into the point that i was trying to make right it's it's you both had ideals of your quote unquote perfect mate, right? But when you found each other, 
and I decided to, you know, give this thing a go, you realize that there were qualities in each other, even though you didn't look the part, you know what I'm saying? You were the perfect fit for each other. Right. And I got to tell you, like, I, I, I've t- I think I've told you this before. There is a side of Ashley. She don't show to nobody else. She only shows to you. Like, on the outside looking in, like, Ashley can appear very cold. But, bro, when you walk into the, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't deny, I can't, I can't really describe it, but I'm gonna try. I can't really describe <laughs> it. Uh, but it's like, it's like the entire air, air around her is frigid cold. But the moment you walk in, it's like sunshine. And the polar ice caps just melted. That's the best way I can, I can, I can pretty much it. Yeah. That's because you know what was funny right. when we first started dating. Like Ashley's an introvert and I'm an extrovert, right? And when I first uh, saw her, we met in high school, and we, we never dated in high school, but we met in high school. And I remember the first time I saw her, she had a big "fuck you" wrote on, written on her face, <laughs> and I was like, "Bro, like no, no cap, like." She just seems so daunting because she didn't want to be bothered with nobody. <laughs> she is not the type of person that like goes out of her way to get to know people. But this is the thing. When you do become friends with her, her friends, oh, they're ride or die. You understand? Right? Yeah. And she's the same for them. But she's just that type of person. And it's so funny. I've only ever met three other people like that in my life <laughs> that are just like, fuck off. Like, you, like they're resting bitch face and everything, bro. Like, it <laughs> just look like they don't want to be bothered yeah it's like and this is my last point it's like it's like they told us in uh in film school right don't wait for the person for the part you know the how you think the person would look for the part when you're doing auditions and stuff like that because it's all dating really is it's auditions yep to fill a role don't look for the person to look the part you got to find the person that actually can fit the part right and on that note we'll be right back
doesn't change just to call you mine You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, it is what it is, and Kevin Samuels is right in the initial video. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't get your weight up, as a man, you are essentially useless. It is what it is. And if you had any sort of male role model in your life, they would tell you the same shit. Yeah. The burden of performance is on us, fellas. It is. Our shoulders are broad for a reason. That was, if you can't tell, <laughs> if you can't tell, you haven't been listening long enough. You need to go back and rewatch, rewatch some stuff. But that was our very own Cam from um, an episode a couple of weeks ago. And I got to say, and uh, I, I could be, I could be accused of cheating here, but I decided to use this clip because it's something that he said there that really sparked my interest and really got my gears turning right it was um the fact that the burden of performance is on us on the men of the community and that's who i want to talk to right now i know that you know it could be said that we're rather harsh on women but truth of the matter is like we know that we both got problems men and women in the black community there's a lot of healing that needs to happen there's a lot of therapy that needs to take place. Whew, you ain't lying. Um, but as Kim said in that clip and in that episode a couple of weeks ago, that was the first episode. If you haven't gone watch it, go ahead and watch it and then come back here. Um, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the burden of performance is on us. Here's the thing. Um, when he said that, I got to thinking about you know this this concept of a utopia. And in a utopia, you know, um, everything would be perfect. Everything, everybody would get everything that they want in a spouse, out of life, out of a job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But then when I looked up the definition of a utopia, I realized that utopias are bullshit. Let me explain. The definition of a utopia is an imaginary place in which government laws and social conditions are perfect. <laughs> I.e. bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we hold a lot of these ideas like we were talking about in the beginning from the clip from the, from the first portion of the thing. We hold a lot of these concepts in our head about how things would go our ideal thing our ideal way of uh looking at the world and you know uh uh that whole nugget right here's the thing fellas i'm talking to you guys I'm talking to us you know because i include myself in a lot of these problems it's not about how the world should be i need y'all to take yourselves out of that mindset it's not about how the world should be. It's about how the world is. And right now, the world that we live in, in the Black community right now, we are missing in action. We are MIA from where we need to be. A lot of the times, um, most women, not all, not all, not all, 
but I would I would venture to say most women want a traditional man. And they want this traditional man to have traditional values. Well, what are the traditional values? Well, first of all, a man has to be a leader. He holds that responsibility. Like Cam said, our shoulders are broad. Why? To burden, to carry that responsibility, right? If you refuse to accept said responsibility, well, what use are you to any woman? Why am I saying all this? If you look at the landscape, the dating landscape currently, um, things are awry, to say the least. Men are blaming women. Women are blaming men. We're fighting each other. Boss bays don't want to do this. Black men don't want to do this. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. If you were to do this, I would do this. Well, if you would do this, I would do this. And so on and so forth, on and on and on goes the fucking merry-go-round. I don't know about y'all, but I'm fucking tired. I'm tired yeah, of the complaint. I'm tired for y'all. And yeah, this is, look, look. He ain't got to deal with this shit. Look, humble, look. humble brag. <laughs> humble brag. He, he ain't got to deal with this shit. This is, it's, it's cold out here. And I tell Cam all the time. All the time. Keep your ass where it's warm. <laughs> keep, you ain't gotta tell me, fool. Keep no, your but, ass where it's warm. <laughs> but for real, well, I did, bro. Like, I know a friend of mine asked me, like, no, I think it was you, fool. I think you asked me, like, yo, why are you so invested in like the relationship? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck do you mean? I got three kids. I got two daughters and a son. You understand what I'm saying? Them motherfuckers about to have to go through this, these damn trenches. What you mean? Why am I invested? I need all of y'all to get your shit together because my kids might go out fully functional and great. Guess what? They got to interact with all you motherfuckers' kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And that, and, that, and that brings me to the point, right? With all of this infighting, right? And the world is watching us as we're fighting amongst ourselves instead of getting on, on one accord. This this is what we fail. This is what a lot of us fail to realize because we're so enamored with the idea of not even enamored, but like we're so ingrained with this uh, war of the sexes that we forget black men, black women. We have a symbiotic relationship. Who you ain't lying. There's no getting around that. Now, for those of you. Who need to know? What did I just say? I will tell you. Symbiosis, the relationship between two different kinds of living things, a man and a woman, that live together and depend on each other. Oh, oh, whoa. You cannot use that word. Depend? Depend. Hold on now. Hold on now. Depend. Whoa. That's, that's, that means that means I put my trust in you for my well being, and you put your trust in me for your well being. If everything works, there is nothing we can't face together. That's 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 those are two tough words. I, I would I would argue three. Uh, depend, trust, depend, and trust, and together. Oh. Ooh, that's now you're pushing it, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm about to push even further. Check this out, gentlemen. Here's the thing 
if we are ever going to make any changes, as Gandhi said, you got to be the change you want to see in the world. If we are ever going to make any changes, you have got to reassert yourself in the position of leadership. What does that mean? That means stop your bullshit. Stop your bullshit. I, I, I came to an epiphany. Um, and if you look at, if you go and you research anybody in the manosphere proper, right? We're, we're fresh voices. So I, I wouldn't even come to us because we haven't even covered this topic yet. But if you listen to anybody in the manosphere proper, they will tell you that your time and attention are two big pieces of currency that are very valuable to women. Talk, real talk right there. Yes. Yep. So let me ask you a question. How well are you investing these two things and what return are you getting? Because if you're making a uh, if you're making a series of bad investments, well, I mean, your stock is just going to crash, right? I, I'm not much into the whole investment thing, Cam, but that, that's typically how it goes, right? You do bad investments and your stock crashes, right? That's how that works. Uh, yeah, yes, it does. I, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let me know because you know, I'm. I'm I mean, those turn. I would say stock crashes if you, your portfolio is going to like. Yeah, your portfolio. There you go. That's what I was looking for. That was the word I was looking for. Portfolio. Yeah. No matter shit. Your portfolio is going to look terrible. And anyone who's looking to get in business with you are going to look at that uh, that failed portfolio and see that you're not somebody worth getting business into with. We have to start leading. Gents, and I'm not talking about telling these women what they should be doing and how they are just being so difficult and this, that, and the other. Damn all that. Damn all See, that. And that's what I that's what I find funny too. And we covered this a little bit in the, in the episode you referenced. Like I find it funny that like you'll be like in a in a group with some with your boys or like out and about, and you know. The motherfuckers that ain't really doing what they're supposed to be doing, but then they got the nerve to like turn around and blame women for they fuck up. And 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 oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we didn't clarify some stuff about that that instance right there, right? I was listening to it uh earlier today and I realized that you know what we should have we should have delved a little bit deeper on that. We're talking about we're talking about the dudes that uh that that ain't trying ain't got their shit together, bro. Ain't trying, trying to get you listen. Listen, this is one thing I noticed, and this goes for both men and women. If the try, the try, if if a man sees a woman trying, she might not necessarily be the most affectionate. She might not understand how to show you affection, right? That's one complaint I hear a lot of Black men complain about when it comes to women is, you know, Black women are so hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not the, not the, Okay. So a friend of mine is currently dating a black woman and beautiful sister, nice, uh, you know, checks all the normal aesthetic boxes, right. right? But one thing that drives him crazy is she she doesn't really show now mind you, he has dated all forms of all races and ethnicities, right? He said he she doesn't quite show affection like other women he's been with and by other women he means other ethnicities and <laughs> and i asked him i said hey well like, like what do you mean like specifically what do you mean and he said like you know you'll be driving somewhere like he said just the other day we were on a date and we're driving somewhere 
And, you know, I put my hand on her thigh. Now, mind you, this is not a first date. It's not a second date. They've been dating for two months, Mm -hmm. right? They've already had sex. The barrier's been broken, right? But he said normally when he does that with other women, I mean, what would they typically do? They put Put their hand hand on on top of his, you know, or... Exactly. Exactly. He said she didn't move at all. Like there was no, it was just indifference. She just sat there. And he was like, that was strange. Kind of weird. Like weird. And he gave me a couple of other examples. I don't want to put his bill, his business out there, but he gave me a couple, you know, that might, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, that was just strange. Like it was just, it was just strange. That's not the first like instance or the only time I've, I've heard black men talk about that. I mean, hell, even in my own marriage, I remember when me and my wife got married, it wasn't that she was particular, like you said, you remember when you were talking about earlier, (laughs) first topic, right? You were talking about the coldness, quote unquote, right? And how like, you know, when I come around, it's different, right? right? Well, when we first started dating, Ashley wasn't like, of like affectionate, like I'm used to, you know what I mean? And I ain't saying that all other women's, listen, I've only dated, I got married young, you understand? I was only in the dating game for what, three years? <laughs> I, I had like, what, six relationships? No, five relationships before I got married. So it wasn't like I was just out here all willy nilly, right? But at the same time, you notice the differences and you're just like, well, that's, that's interesting. I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I expressed that and actually changed. Now, here's the thing. It wasn't overnight. It didn't happen like, Boop. oh, he said this. I'm a different person now. No, that took fucking work. We've been married 14 years. Now she is affectionate. You see what I'm saying? But it took time for her to get there because none of her previous boyfriends ever asked her. Like, it didn't matter. Like, they didn't communicate that. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean by men and women. The try matters, bro. If if a motherfucker sees you giving a damn, that you genuinely care, and that you're trying to be that person for them, bro, it goes a fucking long way, man. I, I mean, I've heard stories from women where they overlook complete red flags in a fucking dude if he's fucking putting forth the effort. Same thing with fucking uh, uh, men. Men will overlook crazy red flags if, if he sees you putting forth the effort. I think nowadays motherfuckers is just lazy, man. That's what it is. Like, it's just lazy. And men in particular are extremely lazy. Like, they're becoming so lazy, it's ridiculous. And we're not talking about the top-tier dudes. Women, you got to understand, ladies. The dudes that you see, that you actively want to be with, bro, that's a small minority of men, right? You may not even be in the same room with them at any given point in time. Bruh. And it's just... The vast majority of men are just so they a lot of motherfuckers feel defeated, bruh. They don't even wanna try. They so damn lazy, they don't even wanna try. And I think that goes into like ah this just the leadership portion, right? Because a leader is gonna do what he has to do regardless. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and you see the fight beat out of these dudes. Like it almost feels like like that it's hard to explain man it's 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 one of those things for me for me like you want to talk about the fight being beat out of them right here's the thing i don't think a lot of times that 
you know, uh, anybody knows what it is that they're fighting for. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, uh, uh, again, we're, we're veterans. You know what I'm saying? When we have, when we get leave, right. You hell, you've been in country, right. Before you go in country, multiple times, <laughs> before you go in country, they always offer leave. Don't they? Yes. Why do you think they do that? So you can get your affairs in order, motherfucker. Well, not just that. So you can be remembered what the fuck it is you going over there to fight for. Regardless, well, regardless of the bullshit, right? Regardless- I'm about to say, because, yeah, they, they hit you with a bunch of propaganda before yeah, yeah. you go regardless. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Before, the, regardless of the bunch of bullshit that they do feed you, right? Because oh, obviously bruh. there's a t- shit ton of fucking propaganda. Bruh, if I, if really? my veterans out there, tell me if you remember. It's, I love to be an American. Well, I know that I'm free. No, <laughs> Listen, you be seeing the scene. Listen, that was that was the armed forces national anthem, not that old saying. Can you know? I'm proud nah, to be an American, <laughs> bro. They used to have so many video montages for that shit, bro. I saw like I shit you not. They literally like the day before we left, they sat us down in a room. It was like 80 of us, bro, on this fucking trip over here. It was like 80 of us. They just sat us down in front of an overhead projector, and I shit you not, it was just montage after montage. I'm like, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. At one point, at one point, that shit did break me, and I was in tears one time. I had my hand over my heart. I was like, I'm proud of being bro. <laughs> they got me in basic. But, but. They got me in basic. Point. I ain't going to lie. That's the point. The point is, is like they give you leave so you can be reminded what it is you fight for. I don't think a lot of dudes even remember what it is that they, they're fighting for. A, because they haven't had examples of a, of decent black families outside of TV. And B, like you said, the fight has been taken all out of them. Also, what are you standing on? What principle, what, what foundational principles are you standing on? Ooh, as you're walking through life that's... and holding deer. You know what I'm saying? I, it, it's, it's like, uh, and, and I, I don't like going here a lot because I know how people feel about it. And, oh, believe me, Christianity, I'm coming for you next. I'm coming for you. You're you going to get yours too. <laughs> believe me, that oh, episode shit. is coming. But in, in even biblical, right? In a biblical sense, if you don't know what it is that you're standing for, you're going to be swayed by every wind that blows, every doctrine that comes your way. What is, what is your square? Kevin Samuels, MTR, a lot of the manosphere asks this question of men a lot. What is your square? What are you standing on? What are your Yo, real principles? Talk. Real talk, that is a serious issue. I see with a lot of men nowadays, bro. Like, yo, we got a friend. I ain't gonna mention no names because motherfuckers might be listening. I ain't gonna mention no <laughs> names because I don't want to hurt his, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, publicly. But we got a friend, bro, that I swear to God, dude, every word that comes out of either of Listen, we've been in conversations in front of him, and I swear to God, you'll start off, and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, this, that, the other, and this man will go, oh, yeah, I agree with that. That's what's up. And then I'll come in, nah, I disagree. This is this, that, the other. He'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he right, he right, he right. And then you'll say some shit, he'll go, you know what? He's right, he's right. And I'm like, bro, you know what bro, I call wake it? up your mind. <laughs> you know what I call it? You know what I call it? If any of you are nerds like we are, you remember Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, right? It was an argument between Leo and Raya, and Donnie and April were on the sideline, and they were just sitting there watching the argument play out. And every time they make a valid point, he's right. Raph will make a valid point. He's right. Then yep. somebody else will make another valid point. Donnie will look at April. They're both right. <laughs> <laughs> they all- That's just pulling on Donnie. <laughs> and that- Yo, 
talk like real talk though, but like so many motherfuckers, man, like they just like I don't know, man. I have never like my father like instilled in me to be of one mind. Like that's not to be closed mind to other opinions or points of view, but at the same time, when you make a decision, ride on that shit. Like that's your fucking decision. decision. It might be a wrong decision, but make a decision. Make a decision like, and stick to stop it. riding the fence, mm. bro. Like oh. so many motherfuckers, man, ride the fence on so many topics. And it's just like, bro, that is unattractive as fuck to a female, bro. And then like, on top of that, that means that you you're you're if you're riding the fence, that's you're unsure of anything. Who is going to follow a leader who is unsure? Who's unsure. Exactly. No one. <laughs> no like, one. Yo, me and, me and my wife was talking, yo, tonight about this, bro. Like, so I brought up Kevin Samuels. I was like, yo, like, he, Kevin Samuels always asks this question to, like, when, when he's talking to women, and he kind of backs him into a corner, right? If you got to go, okay, you and your husband are in a car. You guys are going down the street. Cool. There's a fork in the road. All right. He wants to go left. You want to go right. All right. Cool. You hear each other out. He still wants to go left. You still want to go right. Which way do you go? And my, and, and my wife said, well, we're going left. And I said, exactly. But I said, why, though? And she said, because I trust you to take us in the right direction. Mm. Mm. Even though oh, I might feel different. She said, even though I might feel I'm right, and I may be it, it, Listen, we might hit a pothole, fall into a ditch. Damn, I was right. We should have went right. But I trust you to know what the fuck you're doing. So we're going left. And that's to not cause conflict in the relationship. It's just like the reason why we have one president and one vice. Somebody has to, the buck has to stop with somebody. Somebody has to make that final decision. And, right? and, and let's not, let's not fall into the trap of glorifying responsibility. Like we talked in the last episode or briefly touched on, right? That, that, that responsibility, the buck you 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 get the who, who was it was it Kendrick Lamar that said that you get the credit if you lose or you win either it's way man either way but that's a man a man will take the, listen that's called responsive fuckability if we it, listen we going this way if we crash it's on me I take full responsibility exactly. for that shit but that's the signs of a leader right a leader admits their faults and mistakes and willing to learn and grow for them right but like this is the thing. At that crossroads, a motherfucker like the dude we just talked about that's a friend of ours, right? This nigga gonna crash. Cause he, well, maybe we should go right. Maybe we should go left, but make a decision, my guy. Make a decision and go. You can't afford to be indecisive. And so many Gen Z and motherfuckers coming after them are so indecisive about what they wanna do, bro. And I'm, I, and the more I talk to them, I'm just like, yo, this is, a, this is gonna turn into an issue in a minute because no woman is gonna be like, "Yep, I trust my guy to lead." If he's fucking wishy washy, and 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 this is my last point before we go to break. And even and this is this is based off the scenario that she that uh, his wife chose to go where he wanted to go. Let's say he decided to go where she wanted to go. Y'all fall into a fucking ditch. A leader does not blame her for him oh. listening to her. Oh, responsive fucking ability. You chose. To go that way. To she suggested with, yep. you chose. And on that note, we'll be back.
that's our show. Um, we we believe that every encounter is a chance to learn something. So, what what did we learn today? What's the takeaway for today? In a word, kintsugi, a type of Japanese art that is a metaphor for embracing your flaws and imperfections. Kintsugi takes work and awareness for it to truly be healing. I know that with everything the black community has been through, we are damaged, men and women both. But that doesn't mean we're beyond repair. If we're going to rebuild the foundation of the black community, we have to start with the family. And the head of the family is the men. Men, it's time for us to step up and be the leaders we were always meant to be. That's our responsibility. To do the work, we have to shift focus. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Until next time. Peace.